Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and people everywhere in between. Welcome fucking back to, uh, I, you know what? Hold on. I'm not even sure. Is, uh, is this thing on? Nope. Can't hear you. Uh-huh. Well, where's the food? Uh, you should have been over your... a month. Where's <laughs> the fucking food? I mean, you should have got your daily rations a couple hours ago, Rob, but it's not my fault that Tony ate your No, one. because I don't eat them! No, that's a okay, Tony I need you to bend forward and relax. Oh, shit, my mic's on. <laughs> I don't well, take my food and let me with the booze. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome back to... I need to shit! Uh, that's... God sakes. I'm gonna need to find a way to edit these sessions because that's... Yeah. This corner's smelly. <laughs> It puts the lotion on its skin. Else it gets the hose again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Duggies and Dargons for the third time. And uh, starting off this uh, this session with a fucking apology. Hi, my name is Mayhem, and I'm the DM, and I'm the I'm the founder of Duggies and Dargons. We haven't recorded in a month. <laughs> Ah, <gasps> oh, but please trust me, ladies and gentlemen. The the time that we've been on hiatus has not been uh for nothing. Uh, there's been a combination of life progressional events. What the fuck are you singing on? That's what I was gonna ask. He won't let me out of the basement. But he let me out the cupboard. It's been so lonely. Oh, okay, that's what <laughs> she's singing. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, the time that we've been away has not been for nothing. Uh, Tony went all the way across the United States of America for a month. Uh, you know what? I think, that's, I think Tony's the only one of us that's actually done something in the time that we've been off. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow. wow, way to way to keep your players all happy, DM. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. To be fair, in the time that we've been off, me and Rob have uh gotten severely into the rabbit hole of Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, <laughs> you deep throated it. Let me just make it that. No, no. L listen, listen. Rob's bought more decks than I have. Okay. That's... Hey, hey, shut up. <laughs> I do not own all the Doctor Who ones currently. Fuck off. I do not own the Vampire deck for the new set. Fuck off. Rob is. I have accomplished my secret goal. Rob is. <laughs> Rob is beating me in the in the race of who who has bought more precon decks. Uh, fuck your mermaids. <laughs> really? I Actually, you, were... you can't fuck them because they got fish tails. I really thought you were gonna say fuck the right, fuck the rule here, but okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in the time that we've been away, Rob and I. What is that noise? This time, what noise? I think it's your heater, Tony. <laughs> God damn it! I'll go turn my fucking heater off. I'll freeze to death. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have two for sessions. <laughs> uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we, we've we been going down the rabbit hole of Magic the Gathering, Commander, well, a little bit of Arena to get us back into the swing of it, but mainly Commander. Um, and it's been fun as hell. 
Uh, Adon and I have been busy uh, progressing the plans for our wedding in February. We've been paying off a lot of the vendors and we've been stressing ourselves out about it, but it's absolutely fine because that's what you do when you're planning a wedding. You stress yourself out and you get sleepless nights and then you get really, really touchy. And your bank balance goes through the fucking floor. So, yeah. Can we tell which one of us is becoming the Grimzilla? Mm-hmm. To Shut be honest, Anon, we could, we could probably tell he was the one that's more stressed out than you. We could... It, it, it wasn't really hard to... Oh! Hi, Mayhem! <laughs> y'all a bunch of assholes. I'm telling you that now. All of you. Just all of y'all. Like you asked me to marry you. Literally starts panicking about the dinner plates. No, 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 no. We don't have to worry about that, but... But, anywho. We're back, and... In typical mayhem fashion, I have not prepared a recap. All I can remember is uh, they were all of you are walking through purgatory. Uh, you got to the start of a labyrinth and you fought some bone devils, and that's where we're going to pick up with tonight. You forget session. the fact that at uh, Meldir was Anon's chicken nuggy. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Are you telling? Are you telling me, Nick, that you've had a month to listen to that session and you haven't? I haven't heard it. My Nuggy. We purgatory. Uh, Hell's games were playing mines on Zeran, Elera, and Anon. Yeah. Uh, Elera froze and couldn't really move. Then Zadrian came and helped her be able to move again. Uh, but at the meantime, Zeran slapped Elera. Then Anon got uh, got uh, tricked by hallucinations and did not care about any one of us and what to go away. But then she did another role later on and was hanging to uh, yeah basically she, dear, like a she, to shite. she clung to you like a fucking bad smell with the quote that male deer said to Aaron, i'm i'm not i'm, I'm not a packet of chicken chicken nuggets and when Aaron went you are the chicken nuggy then <laughs> zarin was affected by a battle and then seeing us at the same time when we shouldn't be in the battle and then zarin was pretty raging Zadrian brought him out of that, and Bonk. then we fell down a cave, did some a a acrobatics, where I went quickly down off a cliff edge with Anon backing on me. You for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it was either that you're going to climb down and probably fall, and I have to pick you up anyway. Then Mildir helped helped Kala glide down after after Kala had already slightly went down. Then we fought some a uh, couple of bone demons. Oh, uh, Mildir decided to go one of the one of the the bone demons. Possess them to go and jump into the lava. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we did a couple of kills and then we leave off with them. Um, oh, that. Yeah, You're telling uh, me out of the plethora of spells that I sent Mayhem, listen, there was no listen, way he could listen, count that. Listen, when you send me your PDF of a fucking character sheet, it is not optimal. It is so bad. <laughs> oh my gods. Oh, it's so bad. It's really it's so... fucking bad. I'm Ladies too... and gentlemen, at the beginning of the session, I'm going to have to hit fix Mayhem's mess. <laughs> no, you're not. You're fine. Into the mouth of hell we match. But no, you, uh, you cast command on one of the bone devils and told it to jump into the river of lava. <laughs> that was a good move, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we quickly and then my scythe wasn't working as it should we, be. Uh, we quickly revisited the reasons as to why nobody should let me control their character if they're missing a session <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. I can't remember what Mel Deer's current HP are. <laughs> well, you're going to have to remember there, buddy boy, if I got to update this. Unless you yeah. want to just keep this the list. Moral to the story is, is that Mayhem makes bad financial decisions on character sheets unless it's his own. Uh, <laughs> Thank God you said character sheets. I'm looking at my three pre-con decks. <laughs> God help you if, I can, if there's ever a time I can never make a session you have to con control Alera. God fucking help you. Oh, I just don't miss a session then. <laughs> I never have and I don't. I never want to. <laughs> Any hoodie, ladies and gentlemen, with that we are going to pick back up in Purgatory. So. Uh, let me close off with that. Let me go ahead and hit that. No, this is not Duggies and Dargons After Dark. I don't want to hear any jokes. But it is After Dark. All right, smartass. <laughs> so. Oh, Saren and Adrian. Uh, don't you, Together. Don't do that voice. Don't do that voice. Uh, you, know, you know what? You know what? Just for that, roll a d12. Nah, no. I'm not fucking doing that. Roll a d12. <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna pick up the fucking the proper lore. We're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna roll a d12, Aletta. No, I'm not. We're gonna continue the session where we left off. All right. Well, I'll roll it for you then. Um, I'm gonna, but that's against my will. You take seven points of psychic damage. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, oh picking back up where we left in the last session over four and a half weeks ago. I think it might actually be five now. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, My, how time flies. She's fucking right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's true. So let's see if I can remember how to play a fucking game of D&D, shall we? Uh, Maldir, for your visual knowledge this is the map that we left off on so the joy that fills my soul i mean you're not in combat anymore so you're fine you got nothing to worry about except the uh the clingy rogue on my leg <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't i don't think anon's clingy anymore nah it wore off uh when we went off the cliffside i'm sure yeah, yeah I'm pretty it sure. did yeah pretty it was only for about two hours I believe, and we'd walked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. after you chucked me off that cliff. <laughs> Did you die? No. Let's continue. <laughs> Almost, right? That's because you let go. She didn't let go. You went forward. Oh, God. She was, yeah, but in your description, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm outside real. Let's get to it. Come on. <laughs> okay. So... As you can see on the map, you're on the other side of the ridge with the entrance to the labyrinth ahead of you. Uh, you are free and clear. So I'm handing over to all of you to, you know, do your usual chaos ridden bullshit and uh, make me regret my life decisions. Uh, you're going to see after Alara Scythe really wasn't working uh, in that fight. There's some sort of not achievement issues, but some issues with it so Alara's gonna sort of steady her scythe and the the rope from the whip version is gonna wrap itself around the handle and Alara's gonna put the scythe on her back and a deep sigh <sighs> we're next I don't know what happened. I blacked out for quite a while, and I have no idea what the fuck just happened. 
Uh, sphere under mind game as well. Great. Fucking great! For some reason, I remember a strange rogue claiming I was food items. God. I, I, I don't remember any of that. Anyway, aren't we supposed to be heading um somewhere? Is is that what's that in the distance? Is is that 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 looks familiar? <laughs> what's that hole? <laughs> yeah, what's that one? Ew, fascinating. Alara is gonna move over to Zaris. No, gonna Zarin. Zadrian, actually, in this in this in this occurrence, let's go work over to Zadrian. Put her left hand on his right shoulder. We're next, General. General. Oh wow, we're going with ranks now, huh? Out of session, there was a thing where when we went into purgatory, Alera was saying, "Look, essentially, I'm your tool right now. You could keep us right, because you you two have both got more experience in hell than all of us do." And I would follow you just basically as a soldier, except for when we get to the level of hell where where Fury resides, because I do need to have a meeting with her. That was the only request I made. It was basically a case of, like, Alara's the tool. Survival or history, ma'am. For what, good sir? To know my bearings. Uh, I would go with survival. I'm going to give him the help action. Okay. Roll with advantage. Uh, 22. 22? Okay. <laughs> Meldir and Zadrian know a decent amount about Purgatory. It's not static. It's evolving. It's unpredictable and it's constantly changing purgatory is chaos put into physical landscape and from what you've traversed over the last gods knows how many hours that you've been down here it's all led you in this direction zadrian is literally guiding all of you with his gut instinct and what he feels to be either the safest route or the quickest route now you've seen when you were at the top of the cliff face earlier before combat that there is this labyrinth ahead of you with something in the center of it you know what's behind you just open barren wasteland the cliff face that you came down on about I think if I remember correctly, it was about three quarters of a mile back the way you came. So forward seems to be like your best shot. Got to try and make sure the sheet's not anywhere visible to you guys. Okay, so I guess we will go forward then. Oh, captain, my captain. Okay, General. And then Alara's gonna sort of look to Saren. Are you okay, my friend? I mean, Zarin's fine. Zadrian's the one that's hurt. 
No, I meant Zeran the fact of the mind hallucination that Zeran had. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Being, yeah. Being in that bloody battle and raging in front and losing one of, I can't remember what exact attack or spell it was that Zeran used, but there was a fit of rage as well, Jake, he's all right. Yeah, he, he just, he just nods. <laughs> uh, <Okay>. Zaren, Kala <laughs> looks you over, walks over and places a hand on your shoulder and casts Cure Wounds at second level. So on you, Zadrian, so... On, I thought Zaren was the one that was hurt. No, Zadrian Z was. Zadrian. Zadrian, Zadrian okay. Uh, in that case, you know, go there. Uh, so that you were stood is... You were stood next to Zadrian. Uh -huh. You already stood next to him. Uh, that is 17 points of healing that you're going to get. Mm, I am one point away from being at full health. Okay. That works. It, say, it, ha it helps me save my uh, healing hands. Mm-hmm. So, who's taking point? I think it to be fair to let the um, the two hellspawn be the point takers on this one. Te uh, technically, you're hellspawn yourself. No, I'm not. Are you not? Say, I'm an ASMR. I'm an I'm an ASMR. I'm not a tiefling. Are you a fallen ASMR? No. Oh. Uh, Zadrian will go front, followed by Zarin, giving him directions, and then anybody else who falls behind. Okay. Uh, Alera would be right behind Zadrian. Or whoever's in the front, Alera would be right behind there, so it's got like either... <coughs> Zarin or Zadrian, like either side of Valera, just in case she goes through that freeze again, one of them noticed. Meldir's going to be at the tail end of everyone as kind of a shield in the back, and he wants to ensure that Kala isn't directly in front of him. Mayhem, I, I walk beside Kala. What were you saying, Alara? I have a very weird request at this moment. Okay. You cannot crop dust. No, no. It's. It's a sort of thing that's in her mind when she's down here. I would like to make a religion roll, but I want to. I don't want the party knowing. I just want you to know. Uh, okay. Let's be a quick DM. And just seeing if a brief connection is possible for a potential chat later on down this line. Okay. There you go. 17. No, I've not done the role as in I've oh. DM'd who I'd be wanting to reach out to. Oh, right. Oh. Okay. Um, that's not going to be a religion role. You would have to have the spell message or sending in order to do that. Ah, fuck. <laughs> because it's not a deity. So I couldn't get my deity to transfer the line. No, <laughs> unfortunately not. Uh, God. Okay. 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 That's good. What are you trying to do, Rob? <laughs> Talk to me. If you could assist me in the matter later on, Mel, dear, that I'm oh, sorry, uh, Overkill, that would be great if you'd assist me, but I cannot say who. No, I'm all right. <laughs> but, uh, you cannot cast sending on one person to help them reach another. Well, that, I know that, yeah. 
I'm just, I'm, I'm putting the nail in that coffin just in case Alara tries to use that little wormhole there. But no, unfortunately, <laughs> that's not how those two spells I'll would work. I'll work something out. <laughs> so, with the, the marching order established, uh, those at the front of the pack begin to push forward, taking their initial steps down the path that is ahead of them. Uh, Anon and Meldir, however, as everybody is taking off, having dusted themselves off, making sure they have all of their belongings, everything is okay. Um, Zarin getting the the little uh, bit of healing from Kala. Meldir and Anon, both of you notice that Kala doesn't set off right away. She's not as quick off the mark as the rest of you. In fact, Anon, you take a couple of steps forward, assuming that Kala is going to be keeping pace with you, but you look over your shoulder and find that she's about three steps behind you. With mm. her her hand on the uh, the hilt of her greatsword and her left hand just hanging limp down by her side, this slight I want to say it's a tremor rather than a full-on tremble in her shoulders before she shakes herself off and begins to to catch up and just looks at you and goes oh sorry um yeah let's yeah um let's go let's go okay hello dear what's going on yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Just this place is, um, this, this place is, uh, for lack of a better term, it's hell. Yes, I understand that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll be fine. Let's, let's, let's push on. Let's, uh, let's just keep going. You sure? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't I be? Let's go. So, as you all make your way into the mouth of the labyrinth, the walls on either side of you rise to a towering height of a minimum of roughly 150 feet. Your already depleted light here in Purgatory seems to diminish even further as your visibility reaches the point where you're barely, barely able to maintain a normal level of perception. Quick question, DM. With real dark vision. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. with those of you, <laughs> those of you with dark vision, you're a little bit, uh, you're a little bit at ease with this. But for the non-dark vision wielding folks, you're not at disadvantage, but you're definitely having to to strain every now and again. I'm a bitch. I gotta check to see if I have dark vision now. Oh <laughs> yeah, I do. I think Tony's checking to see if he's got dark vision too. <laughs> No, I already know both of them do. Cool. So, pushing forward. I can't see. Uh, Kala does not have dark vision. Okay. But, like I said, she's not at disadvantage levels. She's just, it's it's that <coughs> thin, that thin line. So. Well, then at free will, I'm going to cast uh, light. Because I can cast it at will as a cantrip for her. Okay. So you just got this orb of light hovering 
above both you and Kala to shed. How, how much light does that emit, Maldir? It is a 20-foot radius. Cool. Okay. So, just pushing forward, the walls and the ground become increasingly scarred, cracked, deformed. There's seg segments that are broken and missing that allows you to see a good three, four feet into the, the depths of the walls at really like irregular intervals as you push through. I would like to stress at this point out of session that this session is going to be RP heavy and entirely dependent on you guys to go ham on anything that you've been cooking up in your little brains over the time that we've been away. Anything that you want to RP between each other, that's entirely where we can go from here. So, with that being said, um, as we push forward, you eventually come to a split in the road. Looking ahead of you, there is a path that continues straight forward and a path that splits off to your right at a slight curve. Now, in order to keep it fair, everybody in the party is going to be taking turns to roll survival checks or perception checks in order to determine which path that you go down. So, because uh, Zadrian rolled the first one, uh, we're going to instead go for Anon to roll the next one. Oh my goodness. So either survival or perception is entirely up to you. And then you can tell me whether or not you want to push forward or go to the right afterwards. Okay, either because it's the same thing. Okay, if it's the same thing, then that doesn't matter. Well... Okay, are you advising the party to go forward or are you advising the party to go right? Um, <laughs> you're doing any mini mini mo, right? Yeah, we're dead, right? Okay, and on you, you scour your landscape for a couple of seconds, listening for any distant or close by sounds taking into uh into account everything you can see and your gut instinct tells you that the path to the right is the most direct and it's the one that you should go down because right is always right <laughs> i wish it were that easy my dear as you all begin to follow anon's advice and guidance you notice that the path to the right is moving at a very very wide curve barely noticeable to the point where it almost feels like it is an entirely straight track during the time that you during the time that it takes you to cross maybe the first 100 feet of this path Lara, go ahead and make a perception check for me 
Natural 20. Fuck. Wow. Okay. Excellent. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and stick that there. That way I can see... I can see rolls and the notes at the same time. Brilliant. So, natural 20. You are... You're acting as the main scout at the moment. Your eyes are taking in every perceivable detail that they can lay themselves on. The sounds of the 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 rock underneath your feet, listening for any hollow spots. The temperature of the air, the smells that linger. Oddly enough, there are none. There is no semblance of scent in this part of purgatory at all. But what you do notice when you hit the roughly 40 foot mark down this path, and you notice it immediately on both the left and the right hand side is claw marks. Claw marks with what seems to be two sets with five gouges apiece. And here's the thing, Alara, they're not there's not just one. There's several. Seeing that Alara would <clears throat> sort of grab uh, I think it's Zadrian in front. We try and grab Zadrian and Zarin's attention. Wouldn't say anything, but we'd just sort of have her take her scythe out and just aim her scythe at the claw marks as into point. Distraught souls or the fuckers you warned us about. Uh, Zadrian, I will allow you to roll a nature check. Or a medicine check, whichever one you feel is a little bit more appropriate. Because Alara really wants to know that she's not the only one seeing them after Zadrian telling her about the creatures that will like demand some like grant wishes and whatnot. Well, here's so the thing: nature or what? Nature or medicine, Zadrian. Here's the thing: Meldir, Kala, Anon, Zadin. As soon as Alara points them out you each begin to clock multiple sets on both of the walls on either side of you. And another detail uh, that you... Oh, sorry. Is, there, is Adrian on you? Go back. 17. 17? Right. I'll get to your answer in just a second. Another thing that you notice with your nat 20, Alara, is that they're all at different heights. And they're always in patterns of a pair with these five gouges apiece. So 10 per set. Zadrian, these are hand marks. These are fingernail, like, scrapes along the wall. And piecing together what you, you learn from both being able to see them and from Ilara's intuition, they're humanoid. Ilara, the different heights, the most rational thing that clicks into your head is... Well, those ones are at shoulder level with me. Those ones are at knee height with me. You look to the, the wall on the right-hand side. Those ones are at hip height or waist height with me. There's a set where the, the scrapes are above your head height. And they're all going horizontal. They're drag marks. Some of them are going diagonally down from left to right. Some of them are going diagonally down from right to left. 
but none of them are going vertically. They're all predominantly horizontal. But one way or another, they're all descending. They're all declining. Zajin souls that come here. I would take it by those marks that they're dragged. Like uh, some taken in by a kind of guard brute or whatever. These different height marks, they're obviously different positions the bodies were dragged in. I would presume. You know more about this shit than I do, so... Are we going the right way? Well, I know we're going the right way. It's the... It goes back to what we said when we... Before we arrived here. Is that depending on the level that of hell that you're in determines the type of torture that you receive here in this level their torture was the form of sins that were caused during battle so if someone committed a sin while they were fighting this is where they would end up so it's Needless to say that it could very well be that they were tortured by being dragged on the ground for whatever reason, but it, every form of injury on the people that are here is caused by whatever sin they committed in life. But it, it all pertains to... You're saying that for an eye. Essentially. But you would, you'll find people that will be tortured for multiple different reasons that happen during battle on this level of hell. So it could be anything like sacrificing women and children for the greater good in quotation marks. You'll, you can find people that were told to do something in the heat of battle and fled instead there there's various things that you're going to find here and this is just one of them but if they are being tortured that means that their soul is already taken and is being and is owned by someone in the area Because the ones, the ones that have the coins are the ones that are not being tortured. If they, if they have a coin, they don't get tortured. Where the fuck do we protect Kala and Meldir? Oh, sorry, go on. No, yeah. no, no. Finish your, finish your sentence. No. So, Elar just goes to then. How the fuck do we protect Meldir and Kala? The same they way we protect coin. ourselves. That they, they do have oh, a coin. Yeah. 
they they don't have a physical representation of it. But oh that doesn't no, mean they that picked it that up from the they picked it up from the demons after that last. Yes, yes. No, you're well. They they ha no. They they own a coin from a soul that belongs to somebody else. But that doesn't mean that they don't have their own soul coins. It's just that they their coins were not extracted like yours and Anon's were. You have a physical representation of what your soul look, looks like in the form of a coin. They don't, because their soul has not been stolen yet, or sold off in a deal. They can l lose their soul still, and it turn into a coin if they make a deal, or if they lose a bet, or whatever the case may be. We just have physical representations of our coins so that we were able to hide ours easier. Kala and Meldir have not had that opportunity. And that's why they're more of a threat than you guys are. Can I make a note out of session real quick? Yeah. This is not the first time Meldir's gone through hell with the type of backstory that I wrote for him. But I think the main difference is whereas Anon, Zarin, Zadrian, and Alara have their physical <clears throat> coins. You're at more of, you and Cal are at more of a threat because you don't have that item in your possession. Yours is, your soul is still embedded in you. Because uh, based on the type of backstory I wrote for Meldir, in order for him to reach his celestial ascension, he had to go through a trial through hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can still go to hell and not have your soul turned into a coin. Yeah. I just did the process of turning our souls into coins so that it would be easier to track and not lose sight of it. But you still have the capability of going to hell with your soul still intact. It's a very easy thing to do. It's just getting down here in that state is the difficult part. You had to find a doorway. Mayhem, before you say the thing you were going to say, mm -hmm. um, there's something I'd like to add before that. Cool. So what happens is Alera's Ring of Ravens is going to do that reddish-orangey glow. Hunan and Munin are going to fly out. Now, what I'm going, what Alera's going to ask of Zadrian, Zeren, and Anon is she's going to turn everyone to turn, turn their backs, turn away, and take out their coins. Or try and persuade them to take out their coins because essentially she wants Hunan and Munin to get a picture of those coins so that it's familiar to them. So in case the party gets split, the party get lost, they can hone into the tracking of the coins. Should the party be dis disbanded or should the coins be stolen? Because Hunan and Munin have a thing to find something familiar. Well, for the coins, I understand, but for finding each other, we all have the locator spells that Anon yeah. purchased. It's just essentially like a, a, a backup of a backup type thing for Belarus, for your mind. But obviously that would take a lot of sort of trust, and we never took out the coins to show the minute we entered Purgatory, so I'm not expecting Anon to sort of do that. But Belarus would explain that one if just the fact does look. Anything happens. Coins get nicked, whether somehow get separated. Union and Mugen. 
kind of track the coins down because it's familiar. And then also because it's familiar to me, I can plane shift to it. Is there any way you would trust if I just turned away? You just take your coins out and for my crows, sorry, for my ravens to scan them. Science is scary. <laughs> I know, right? Look, I know I've messed up. I know. I just... I told you I am a tool, a soldier down here. I just... Um, I just want to have another backup plan. Um... So I, Zarin and Zadrian can't do that physically because okay. where we've, where we've hidden our coins requires me to destroy an item and I can't do that. Okay. Well, in that case, then I'd say scratch that then. Yeah, because because me and Zadrian have planned it out and the place that we hid both of our coins is in an item that is on one of the two of them at all times. But in order to access the coins, you have to break the item. OK, with you and Mutant out, then Elera is going to look at Kala. Great sword. Take it out. He watches. She takes the blade out and just holds it. Anon, blade poisoning rapier, down. crossbow. Uh, crossbow. And rapier. You have a rapier as well. Oh, fine. Um, all of them. Okay. Fine. Just Zarin, take all my things. Great so Zarin, great sword. Zadrian, daff. Let my ravens scan them. And in her... Now, I know the fine thing was to find objects, but I want to see if I can slightly extend that a tiny bit. Where if they'd be able to scan the party. Are you trying to use the locate object spell that's part of one of the ravens? That's what I'm using it for the raven, yeah, for the object. It's only but objects. Same... That's actually perfect then. So you'd see Hunan and Mugen sort of <laughs> the way they do it is probably one would sort of jump on your and uh, on your left shoulder and the other would actually jump on the weapon or the object. So look at it from different angles and then move on to the next person. So uh, they 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 went the person the person themselves on Kala's shoulder to then perch on the weapon. They would do the same to Anon, Eldir. For some, odd, for some odd reason, you hear the crows go, mine, mine, <laughs> mine, 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 mine. No, they just, no, they just, they, they just, uh, the only thing they would really do, and this fits with their lore here, they would tap on the object. Fucking Twice. tap, oh, tap, tap, <laughs> fuck off. Oh, God. <laughs> they do that, and then, so that point, and then be like, right, okay, well, let's 
got some sort of scanning. And now your objects are familiar to me where I can hone in with the shift. And now DM, I'll put back to you after I've extended what you're trying to the next thing okay. you're trying to see to me there. So Ilara, <laughs> as you as all of you set back off again, you reach about sixty feet into this pathway. And Ilara, I'll say that this will be part of your Nat 20 that you got for your perception roll. You notice that those chunks that were taken out of the wall when you first entered the labyrinth you're seeing them here again but to a much more severe degree there's more of them and they extend rough more than 15 20 feet into the stone they extend so far into the stone of the wall that you cannot make out any light or any end to what is essentially this two foot wide in diameter miniature tunnel essentially with as a bonus would i be able to see if there's any blood or body parts no blood no body parts okay so i just gonna sort of as she's walking look to them and just go fuck First layer. I need to ask you a very important question, Alara. Uh oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Are, you, are you walking constantly or do you stop at all? I would say I'm walking at the same pace as the group, so unless the group stops, Alara would keep walking with the group unless they stopped. Because Alara okay. is between Zadrian and Zarin. Okay. The only reason I would stop, they stopped. So I don't know if they stop after Alara saying Jesus fuck. Okay. In that case, you continue pushing on. There's a good 20 to 30 minutes where you continue along this path. And as it hits that 20 minute mark, bearing in mind this entire time you're seeing these these gouges in the walls, these hands, these uh, these drag marks, they're constant. They're not filling up every inch of surface area of the walls, but there's not a five foot stretch of wall that you, you pass by where there isn't a set of these drag marks. Zadrian, I need to ask, what's your passive perception? You said Zadrian? Zadrian, yeah. A, 17. You said you were at the front, right? No, well, Zarin's at the front. Right, okay, so what's, then, that, what's Zarin's passive perception? Zarin's is 14. Okay. So I'll <laughs> say that both of you will notice it, but you'll notice it after Zarin's gone past it. There's a couple of instances where the word sinner is written in the walls and it's in abyssal it's in infernal but it's also in celestial three different languages sometimes you pass by it's on the left sometimes you pass by it's on the right sometimes you you literally watch your foot go over the the rough the 
the almost chicken scratch carving of it on the floor. But every time you step over it or you go past it, you hear this whisper in the air of the corresponding word and you know one of the three languages that it's written and you hear it whispering past your your ear as you as you go past Anon as you follow suit there is a there's an almost inaudible voice on the wind make me a perception check at disadvantage Okie dokie. Perception. And this is where we die. <laughs> this is where we die. Oh, look. Oh, 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 oh. Would you like to tell uh, uh, uh. would you like to tell I'm the players? <laughs> would you like to tell the players what you rolled? I said a five. And a twenty-two. She rolled a five and a nat twenty, so Unfortunately, she's just wasted a nat 20 for the session. No, no. The word isn't distinguishable to you, Anon, but you... Your your attention is caught to the fact that you're hearing this. And it doesn't just sound like the wind, because the entire time you've been down here... You've never felt even the slightest breeze. Lara, as you're walking along, there is... There is a word that floats through your psyche. Liar. Does it sound like it's just been said in, in like... Does it sound like it's in a distance, or does it sound like it's aimed? It sounds like both. Like, it's... It's the last traces of an echo from far away before the sound dies into it, dies out of existence. But it also so, feels like it's coming straight for you. Elera is just going to say... Not loudly, but so the party can sort of hear her. I hear voices. Ignore it. Ignore it. Move on. I see dead people. So Alara after him. Zadrian, as soon as Alara mentions that she's hearing voices, it becomes audible to you. Only the word this time is murderer. Zarin hears it as well. And it's killer. Meldir, you hear this amorphic voice whiz past your head. It feels like somebody is talking to you from a cart that is charging past you at 100 miles an hour. Just that very quick, swift ascension and descension of volume. Abandoner. All of you are hearing some form of label. So just to confirm, 
Alera liar, Zeron and Zadrian murder and killer, killer, murder, killer. Mel Deer was abandoner. Anon. Yeah, you didn't say Anon. So Anon's innocent in everything. She's angel. <laughs> Anon didn't hear her one. Uh, you immediately hear in the wind. But Zadrian is just going to tell the group to ignore the voices and press forward. And being that this isn't this isn't Meldir's first rodeo through hell, he's also gonna know that it's just shake it off. Chicken. Well, Okay. Go in general. So Zarin and Zadrian will keep pushing forward. Okay. You keep pressing forward. Time is a concept that seems to have left you what feels like miles ago. However, you turn to look behind you, you see your party and you see that the path behind you now has a more noticeable curve to the point where you turn back to face the way forward and roughly about 300 feet ahead of you you can see a junction but as you keep pressing towards this junction there's it's almost like somebody's turning the volume dial on the world down you don't notice it immediately, but it becomes more and more noticeable that your footsteps are no longer making any noise. To the point where in the absence of noise, you normally hear your own breathing. You know, the, the slight rustling of your own skin being rubbed together, the sound of your heart beating inside your chest. You know the the smacking of your lips at the at the most minute of movements e even if it's quiet enough and you're focusing enough you can hear yourself blink but not now now there's just an absence of any sound any perceivable sound would I know you're saying absence of sound, but if I was to click my fingers, would any sound come through? Or is it complete everything is mute? Feel free to click your fingers. Well, no, what would happen was uh, Elera would sort of tap her, tap her chest. If she can hear anything. Like, she'd be feeling her heart heartbeat, but she'd be more sort of tapping to see if she can actually hear herself tapping on her chest i'm going to describe it to you in a very specific wording have you ever slept with earplugs in okay so right that effect okay that's that's fine i was thinking of something majorly different if you if you've ever slept with earplugs in then you know that very muffled <laughs> muted muddy sound that 
that is basically all you can hear whilst you whilst you've got your plugs in. Um, yeah, that doesn't really face a layer at the moment. If it's, I, I I thought the way you worded it is like everything was just muted. Well, you hear that, but it's like even the volume knob on that has been turned down to one. So it's that very dampened, muted, muddied filter, but drastically quieter than normal. Then here, Alera, what Alera is going to do is she's going to try and get the party to go closer to each other. Because Alera is, so Alera would sort of try and grab Zeran and Zadrid's attention by just like, sorry, diving to tap them on their shoulders and then would sort of turn around try and get the party just to kind of go closer and Alera would sort of Alera's going to point at her ears and then she's just going to sort of like do a sort of like a signal pointing down as in I'm hearing less I'm or should, should also hear less down. are we to lie down <laughs> okay the Alera's just going to say in fact I'm I hearing, you know you know to 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 see whether or not the party actually know what you're talking about, everybody apart from Alara roll an insight check. Kala immediately understands. Mm, Zadrian immediately understands, and and for a total of twenty three. Oh. Uh, Zarin got a nineteen. Zadrian got a twenty six. Okay. And I've got a unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. Beautiful. Okay. So all of you immediately begin to pick up on the fact that Alara is trying to alert you, alert you of the fact that her sense of hearing has been drastically reduced. I'm going to stop to the rest of them if, if they say to me that they're going through the same thing or or if they're hearing nothing different. Are we going through the same thing, DM? You all are. <laughs> you cannot hear the words that are coming out of her mouth. Oh no. Can I just say, the moment that Alara was starting to beat her chest, she started to hear on the wind, there once was a ship that put her <laughs> <laughs> I envisioned You joke, but I did that beat on my fucking chest. I I envisioned I, I envisioned Matthew McConaughey from the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> uh Zadrian cast message on everybody. Okay. Oh god. Uh your hearing is gone, correct? Yes. Uh, and on nods. I can't hear my chest. Can't hear nothing, Lieutenant Dan. I got no ears to Diane. I don't even hear my breath, General. Um. Should I? I, I, I don't hear anything. We're severely at disadvantage down here. No, I honestly no, because I can still I still have the the use of message. So if we need to communicate, I just can cast message and telepathically talk to you in your head can you cast that without burning anything it's a it's a cantrip so yes okay all right just wanted to make sure one of the generals can i ask one of you stays behind 
one in front, one behind. Because you yes. two seem to be able to contact. We can't. We can only well, reply. So Zarat, no one's because I can cast cantrip messages as well. So Zarat can stay in the that. middle. Zarat can go in the middle. Zadrian needs to stay in the front. Or yeah. no, Zadrian needs to go in the middle. Zarat needs to stay in the front. So the and... order I've got it is is Zarin, Alera, then Mel, Mel, Ooh. Anon, Paladin, Zarin. Or have I got two mixed up there? So, put <laughs> put uh, Zadrian in the middle and um, uh, Meldir in the back, and then put Anon in front of Meldir and uh, Kala in front of Anon. Then okay, that so Kala is right behind me then. By that, y yes, because I'm right behind. Right, cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. The reason I chose to be at the back end is because my perception is higher than everyone else's. Fair enough. Yeah. At this point, I would like all of you to uh, make me a constitution saving throw, please. You bastard. Is that a spell or magical effect? Uh, it's a magical effect. Then I have advantage. Okay. Uh, I, also, I also have advantage for both characters. Excellent. Do my roll. 18 for a total of 31. You pass. Anon, you pass. Six. Hilaire, you fail. Uh, Zadrin got a 25. Passes. And Zarin got a 19. Passes. So, Hilaire, uh you're not going to take anything at the moment, but uh, <laughs> keep a tally. So you failed one. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. So, with communication relays established amongst the party and a new marching order established, uh, Zadrian and Zyron, are you still continuing to lead your party forward? Uh, yes. Okay. Then Zadrian, Zadrian is going to relay to Zarin which direction to go. Uh, he rolled a 22 on survival. Okay, you're still you're still uh, in the process of approaching this junction. Um, so let's just yeah, we'll 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 remember that roll and come back to it once you get there. As you push forward, there's a lot of signs of uh, struggle. That's the word I was looking for. Took my brain a fraction of a second to come up with it. There's a you lot. Struggle to find the word struggle. Huh? I struggle to find the word struggle. I struggle with words every session, Mel dear. Come on now, <laughs> you should know this. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the thing with having a fucking brain that wants to go faster than you're able to speak. Um, there's a lot of signs of struggle. The the intensity and the the frequency of these <laughs> drag marks, both on the walls and now on the floor is beginning to increase to the point where you now Elera and every well pretty much everybody is seeing them um but Elera has been noticing them because she was one of the first ones to discover them these tunnel-like pits in the surface of the rock are now 
everywhere. On the walls, on the left, on the wall, on the right. There's more of them. There's more of them on the floor. You, you, you don't have to try strenuously hard in order to circumnavigate around them. It's fairly easy, but you are noticing them dotted around the path ahead of you as well as increasingly becoming more numerous on the walls on either side. As you get within 50 feet of the junction ahead of you, I need everybody to repeat the saving throws. So Zadrian, Zarin, and Meldir, you all have advantage on them. Uh, I wonder, does Kala? God damn it! <laughs> Not one. Go ahead and increase your ca- your tally count to three. Yes, I'm not. Wait, three? For, three for, again. for a critical fail, Ilara. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch, right? Okay, so that's three. Uh, Meldir with another 31, you pass again. Uh, Zarin and Zadrian. Zarin 22, Zadrian 27. Both of you pass. Uh, Anon, is that 19 uh, your last one or is that your new one? That's my new one. That's your new one. You pass. Okay. So, question Does a crit count for anything towards this? A crit would remove a tally, but you don't have any at the moment. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you am I feeling anything yet? Not yet. Uh, I need to roll for I need to, to feel see, constipated. I need to see whether or not Kala has uh, advantage on saving throws against magical effects. Well, the reason me and uh, the Zaris twins will have is because we each have the robe of the Archmagi on. Yeah, she definitely doesn't have it. So, con save. Shit. Okay. That's a nat one from Kala, so she gets two uh, two tallies. So, uh, Zadrian, Zarin, I can't remember exactly which one of you rolled the survival check, but you got 22. As you approach the junction at the end of this long, sweeping curve that you've been traveling along, the path to your right only extends by 80 feet if that before it hits a dead end whereas the path to your left continues for a lot longer than that so not only is it a visible uh a visible feeling that you're getting that you know left is the way to go but on the wall on the walls that extend over to the right and in fact you can see it barely on the wall that acts as a dead end there is what appears to be slumped corpses hanging out of the wall at torso level just these torsos lying limp at various heights almost as though they're decorative you see tieflings you see gnomes you see halflings you see dwarves you see humans there the the ratio of humans to non-humans is about 20 to 1 and at a very quick glance zadrian there's not a single part of the the bordering walls of this labyrinth that doesn't have this torso and upwards 
hanging out of it. The number of bodies could quite easily be in the three to four hundreds. As you look up and you look along, you feel this overwhelming sense of death. And Zarin, as someone who has experienced death twice, this strikes you as uneasy because both times you died, you never ended up here. Not once have you, has your soul been caught in purgatory after leaving the mortal plane. You were lucky enough to have, have circumstances that circumnavigated that. Most recently, when you were in Venora, your mother came to your aid for the second time. But what you're looking at, and you can choose whether or not you draw the, the attention of your party to this, is you're looking at one of the numerous, probably countless locations in Purgatory where souls, and I use the word souls very carefully here because, well, very specifically, I should say, this is one of the numerous locations in Purgatory where souls are left to rot. These are the souls being represented in their original form that were deemed too useless to be used as slaves. These are the souls that were deemed unworthy to be taken to the ferryman. These are the souls that were seen as such scum, such bottom of the battle, such pond water, such absolute degeneracy that the demons of hell literally did not want them even as toys to play with. So they put them here on show in the hopes that should anybody make it this far, you know, it is a literal representation of the dead end for a mortal soul. Answer of coin, is that you? <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> he should be, but he's not. What was her name from the earlier episodes that got bent in half? Uh, Lucinda <laughs> is Girl. You? Lucinda, Lucinda Girl. Girl, is that you? <laughs> you know, she looks better now. I know, Zarin, uh, Zadrian, do you take a moment to relay uh, the fact that you need to go uh, in that words? Do you relay to your party the direction that you need to go in? Yes. Cool. Third message. Cool. To the right, got it. So, still maintaining that same marching order. You all turn left at this hellish junction. Elera, as you step off of the path that you've been traveling on onto this no, no, onto this new one. <laughs> and Kala gets the same thing as well, so you're not the only one. Where is, there is, and there is. Larry, you take 37 points of psychic damage. What? Ouchie. As 37? Yes. Kala is going to take... Kala takes 24. 
So I'm just I react playing. to this. <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, I I will. I'll let you react after I describe what this sensation feels like. Okay. As you step onto this new path, you turn this corner. You feel this implosion of pressure inside your head. If the way I can describe it is like if you've ever taken a soda bottle and put it uh, opening side down into a bucket of water, left it there for a few seconds and then slowly dragged it out, that pressure that builds up as the bottle breaks the surface of the water upon exiting that is what you feel inside your head but on a magnified level may i react of course zaris and Zajin, despite you cast that message are you still able to hear if i'm if people are talking internally to themselves no that would be detect, no. that would be detect thoughts this here's what's gonna happen then in alara's mind actually no we'll say we'll say the physical thing first so alara falls forward and she is shouting you guys won't be able to hear it but she is like shouting in pain and then in her head she's just screaming fuck fuck no oh my fucking my fucking hair oh god 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 get out and she is just like screaming on that pain because that was like 37 that's a big fucking hit <laughs> so she's sure she's just internally just screaming in herself like you, you'll see anyone behind Alara, well half the party behind Alara are gonna see Alara holding onto her just her head her left hand covering her her left ear her right hand on the top on the sort of crown of her head and Alara just like she falls but it's like a collapse way so she just sort of like stumbles falls to the ground and is just holding herself in pain here's the funny thing Alara <laughs> and actually mm -hmm. I'm going to extend this statement to all of you your party hear you scream and Alara amidst the the scream that you emit at this sensation you hear yourself hit the floor you hear your own scream at full volume and you hear Kala's scream as well Kala as soon as she turns the corner feels that same sensation on the inside of her head but not to the same extent as to which you did and remind me guys is there anybody behind Kala in the marching order that would be me Meldir and Anon okay there's a there's a like quite literally a split second of a transition between you watching Kala walking on high alert scanning her her surroundings trying to scout and take in every ounce of information she can to you know watch her stumble to the left reach out with an arm to stabilize herself catch herself on the wall and then as soon as the the peak of the pain inside her head hits 
her arm instinctually reaches for her head to hold it and she begins to fall you see as she she slams shoulder first into the wall beside her and then crumples onto her knees and you all hear both Alara and Kala screaming at full volume this painful alarmingly loud scream there's about 10 to 15 seconds where Kala is essentially crumpled to the side laying against this wall with her hands covering her ears before she gently takes them away and tries to hold haul herself up can i add something as well after so that just say that noise is like that pain's gone now right yeah they're still there alara is going to be trying to stand up and she's struggling okay like it's like if you've been drinking and you're falling and you try and get up and you're just stumbling all over the place trying to like, you laugh, but that's the best way I can sort of word it. And yep. she's sort of standing up, falls, leans, leans, tries to hoist herself up, falls over, tries to do a sort of press-up stance to get up, falls back. Like, she is, she's actually struggling to stand, so, yeah, she's struggling. <laughs> but the screaming stopped, at least, so that's nice. And I would say it wasn't a banshee scream, it was a proper just shout. Yeah. Because the Banshee Scream's not been here in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, dear, Anon, Zadrian, and Zaren, I'm going to allow you a chance to react to what's just happened before we push on. The moment that Mel, dear, sees Kala start to buckle over, I'm immediately casting Detect Magic at will. Okay. Uh, what is the... Oh, perfect. It was right here. Uh, for the duration, you sense presence of magic within 30 feet. It is technically within 30 feet of you. Uh, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic and uh, learn its school of magic, if any. Spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone. Okay. Uh... It's not so much a creature or an object, it's your surroundings. It is the... Figured that all of hell would essentially be an arcane source. Yeah, it's... it's um, I need to choose this, this very carefully. It is the threshold. So, the path you've been traveling along has been curving like this. And this junction has created a point where you are walking out of what is essentially a corridor it's you exiting the threshold of that corridor onto this new lane of terrain so as soon as you you cross over that bat, that threshold that's when the effect took place for Kala and Elera and it's so essentially the pathway yes. is the somewhat source of magic yes is it a curse by any chance? Uh, technically, yes. You all, you all, you all came under the effects of it. However, Anon, Meldir, Zarin, and Zadrian, you uh, 
you succeeded on the con save, so you didn't suffer from the secondary effects of it. <coughs> secondary effect would have been the the damage that was that was rolled. Um, I'm going to ask for Kala and uh, Alara to come to me real quick. Alara is still struggling to stand up, dude. Uh, and I will pick up Alara. Kala hauls herself to her, <laughs> calls herself hauls herself to her feet, and she's she's swaying. Much like a very intoxicated person, she's got her, her sense of balance is not 100%, but she's steady enough where she can stand of her own free will. If I'm reading this right, oh, I have to do this twice then. I'm casting, I'm casting Remove Curse on both of them. No need. No need. No need. Turning the turning the corner onto this new pathway was the uh, was the ending of the curse. Oh, okay. So you build it builds up when you're getting to that point, and if you and had failed, you on, if you failed on the con saves, as soon as you turn the corner, regardless of which way you went, that's when it ends, and that's when you take the effects of it. Okay. Um. <laughs> Because of the fact that it hit Alara harder than it did Kala. Actually, you know what? I can cast Chilling Aura that will... It's like Fog Cloud that heals everybody. That I can move as a bonus action. That will last for a minute. That will fully heal them. Okay, that works. So, I'm going to cast... It's a first level spell with my artifact called okay. Chilling Aura. Cool. So it it's a 10 foot radius fog. So I if something tries within to, 10 feet. Yeah. So if something tries to spot us, it can't see us unless they get inside of the fog and try to find us that way. And eight creatures of my choosing regain 2d4 plus my charisma modifier hit points uh every round for the duration of the spell and the spell lasts for a minute so every single round everybody will get 2d4 plus five uh hit points for a minute okay and i can move the fog as a bonus action so as long as we keep walking then i can move the the fog with us and they everybody will keep getting healed cool so because this is going to take longer than a minute for you in terms of traveling i'm just going to make this a lot easier and uh tell elara uh well just say that elara and kala will go back up to full or the if you weren't already at full then you'll at least regain the hit points that you lost yeah I am not weak. But what the fuck is that? And she'll look towards Kyle and go, you too? 
you see Kala blink heavily, really, like, force her eyes closed before opening them. She's, it's like if you've ever had to pop your ear to get rid of a blockage. Oh, don't even talk about that right now. I'm still struggling with that shit. Listen, I have had this fucking clogged up ear for a goddamn month. And you bring that shit up. Listen, okay? I didn't know. It's not my fault, Tony, okay? Don't give me shit. So, back to the RP. You had to go to the mountains, buddy. <laughs> he can't deal with that altitude. Anyway. So, Kalos Earth... That's like what, it that's, was that's after an actor that pissed yeah. off Zaris. That, that's what she's that's essentially what it looks like she's trying to do. She looks at you and goes Yep. Oh Jesus. Oh As Adrian told me it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> she looks to use Adrian and goes Worse. Tell you what, boy, when we get back home, you, I'm going to think of something that you're going to do to repay us. So, pushing forward along this new pathway that you are traveling down, the generic landscape is very similar. Still the same barren grey, cracked, broken, chipped rock. However, the more you press along, the more you're seeing writing on the walls. As you press forward, you walk for what feels like roughly five minutes, but you're unable to tell. And you all come to a line of scripture written in Infernal. Those who cannot understand it, I'm sure one of your party members will uh, will translate it for you. Um, but it reads, Let darkness guide you. You walk for longer and longer and longer. And there's a line of text written in Celestial. That, let, that reads, The light will blind you. You walk for more and more covering what feels like a quarter mile distance you're unable to tell everything looks so uniform and samey and similar that there's no sense of distance down here there's no sense of time there's a line written in abyssal the light consumes the more you press on, the more Zarin and Zadrian you can see ahead of you. There is this, this opening about 200 feet ahead of you that opens up into a wider space. As you all reach it, it's a circular space about 60 feet in diameter. And there's torches dotted around the circumference walls. Okay. Sorry, I'd, I'm having to count real quick. Okay. So, no, sorry. I had a blonde moment. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, of course. Immediately upon seeing the first two messages, I've already put out light. Okay. Is there anything and else that you're doing? 
After reading the second message and seeing the torches lining the walls, I am cantripping prestidigitation to put out all the torches. Nothing happens. Did the torches go out? Nope. You don't waste the spell slot, Melgar. I'm not going to be that cruel. After it's a cantrip. Oh, okay. Um, prestidigitation does nothing. But as you all emerge into this 60 foot wide space, you notice that there are one torch for each of you in terms of number. There's one for Anon, there's one for Alera, there's one for Zaren, there's one for Zadrian, there's one for Meldia, there's one for Kala. There's no, there's no symbology that binds these torches to you, but there is as many torches as there are of you in this area. But there is a small, roughly two foot long line of druidic text written on the floor that reads, let darkness show you the light. I am so glad that I have eyes of the room keeper. <laughs> well, I know that Zadrian's got comprehend languages, hence why I said what it reads, because he would have re relayed it to you anyway. Well, my uh, eyes of the room keeper lets me read all writing, period. Yeah. <coughs> so, I'm giving you free reign of what you do in this environment. I don't grab a torch for either of my characters. Okay. I lead by example from Zadrian uh, and Zaren. I sit there scratching my head as to why I couldn't put torches out. I want to try putting a torch out just by like snuffing it. Using what exactly? Well, Where how big is a torch? Torch is. No, but like, are, is it like a handheld torch? Is it like a bit, bit bigger, like, you, you know, like the Olympics? It's like an <laughs> Olympic. It it, it's it's like an Olympic torch. I don't. Know. Okay, so it's a big thing. Yeah. Big enough to carry. What if I picked it up? Make a strength check if you want to try and pick it up. Yeah, no, I'm just following Zarin, uh, Zarin's <laughs> example there and just copying them in this instant because they know more than I. <laughs> 18. 18. You manage to pry the entire torch off of the wall. You dislodge a large chunk of the, uh, the stone that was securing it to the wall and you hear various chunks of it clatter to the floor, but you are now holding this torch at its base okay now is it like hollow and the fire is inside no it's it's solid and it is a what appears to be a cloth that is wrapped uh around the top that has been ignited right so i want to put the torch down okay then I want to take my rapier. Oh, thank God. I thought she was about to pee on it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not an image that I needed in my head. 
And then I want to use, by using my rapier, I want to take the cloth out. So she's essentially wanting to cut the cloth off the end of that stick. You try and try and try to cut the cloth and let it unravel, but no matter how many times you swipe at the material, it does not tear, it does not cut. Okay. Well, now that She-Hulk has had a go, anyone else want to try to figure it out? I told you, Mel, dear. I'm following their example. And on, maybe you should try to just put it back. Look, I just managed to get it off the wall. What makes you think I can put it back on? We're in hell. Well played, Sherlock. Do you really, do you really want to put any more risks for us, Anon? We're in fucking hell. Meldur read what the language was on the fucking floor. Did you not listen to what he said? Yeah, the darkness will show us the way. And do you see Zeren? Or Zadrian picking up the fucking torch. Maybe, because they're trying to think of how to put it out. <sighs> Anna Lyra just goes back to Zadrian and Zaren. Me and my, me and my brother both have dark vision. It's a riddle. And myself and I don't have dark vision as well, so we shouldn't need a fucking torch. Mm, so do I. So, <clears throat> if darkness is the way that we need to go, the then we the fall. Just leave the, the torches light. there. Yeah, leave the light. Use your dark vision. <clears throat> and if something were to happen to hinder your vision then i can help with that too it's at this point that i'm gonna ask how far in to this circular terrain are you guys standing are you still standing at the mouth of it or have you <clears throat> ventured more towards the center i was imagining we were still at the mouth yeah. i was imagining okay. uh, except for oh and on she went and grabbed a torch yeah then as all of you are having this discussion you hear this hollow <coughs> thunk, 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 and you turn around and you see Kala pounding with her right hand at what appears to be thin air however she's striking a solid surface you look you take a closer <clears throat> look and every time her hand hits the same part there is this tiny tiny ripple that extends from the point of impact she looks to you her eyes wide with fear and she says we we're we're we're, we're, we're trapped we're, 
What are we doing? What? Zedrin, uh, Zedrin, what, Zedrin, what do we do? Carla, Carla, relax. We got this. What do we do? Well, for starters, we're not going to start to panic. You look, she is, she, her attention is darting to all of you. It doesn't linger on either of you for more than maybe two seconds before it switches to someone else. Sadrin, you're, 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 you're supposed to be the smart one here. You're supposed to be the one that, you're supposed to Carla! be. Breathe. No one said oh. this was going to be easy. I'm going to need you to calm down. Make a Carla persuasion dear. check. <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, and I believe that. Uh, I yeah. swear to God, if you get in that one. <laughs> Please don't. Six, 16. 16. <laughs> you know what? Talk us through a little bit more, and we'll go through the the aftermath of your role. So, Alara would, as she's sort of darting, Alara's going to put both her hands on Kala's shoulders. Slowly rock. No one said this was going to be easy. This place is built to test us and to mindfuck us. You heard Zadrian say that. We're not playing. This ain't. This ain't our world. This. We're playing their game. This is their realm. We follow their laws, their rules. You've been hit. I've been hit. Anon's been hit. Darren's been hit. Need to remind you, you wanted to come down here with us. Knowing what's at stake, knowing what it would do to us. I'm going to need you. Step back. To breathe. We're all here. We're not going anywhere. But you need to know this is going to get worse. Don't need Kala. Get a soul. Destined. Follow us. As you finish speaking, you can feel her rapid breathing with your hands on her shoulders. But as you finish speaking, it begins to lessen in pace and intensity to the point where you notice that her hand is on your side. For like in a in a in a stability sort of way. She's holding on to you. She sees you as an anchor. She's looking at you as solidarity, as rooting herself into reality. You feel her shoulders dip ever so slightly, like the muscles in them are beginning to relax. And you feel her hand begin to relax until it falls off your side. She's not looking you in the eye. She's not looking at you at all. She's looking down and towards the right. She's looking at the text. Well, that does not help. She looks at you and says, my, my druidic is extremely rusty. I can barely make out the, the text, but you guys have spoken about light. Valadir, don't trust the light. Oh, 
What if everything's connected? Zadrian, you've got... Your... <clears throat> your proficiency is in cold magic. Surely, you know, that's worth at least a try, right? You know, cold snuffs out heat. We're meant to travel through darkness, Kala. For this next part. But if if, co it, if cold can snuff out the, the torches, we'll be in darkness, right? I, we don't I won't need the torches. I, I will I will relieve you of your worry and cast a, a frost spell if it will relax you. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then at least you know. Fair? Sure. I mean, it's, it's just a theory. I'm just, I'm trying to help here. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, I'll cast Ray of Frost on all of the torches. No dice. See? However, you do not lose the spell slot. No, it's a cantrip. Okay. I I, for, <laughs> I forget with all your homebrew shit what is and what is and is not a fucking spell slot, okay? <laughs> just, just so you know, Mayhem, me and Sarah's have got a crap ton of cantrips. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking spellcasters. I like magic. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, really? Have you heard something called The Gathering then, have you? Elf. <laughs> Kala, I've had to alter myself down here. Cannot be our usual selves down here. We are, we succumb, losers of whatever this fucked up game is. To have faith, Aaron. Just to trust them, but to follow them. They've had hundreds and hundreds of years down these plains. They know best. Elder's been down here before, yes. I'm, 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 I'm even sure he would agree. That Zarin and Zadrian are the leaders down here right now. You don't listen to them. <laughs> We're trapped. I'm not questioning anyone's leadership, Alara. I'm. We can't let them be the only ones that try and figure everything out. They're not as knowledgeable yes, as they we'll are. Do they they, they don't can. know everything. Yes, we'll do what we can to help. But you see what I've called them. I'm calling them generals. I am following their example. Because I trust them. Love them. And I'd be dead without them. And on this point, are you still holding onto the torch or is it on the floor? It is on the floor. Okay. It is now a light on the floor. Caliban's time to pick it up. So I, have a, uh, I do have a question before Caliban mm -hmm. picks up. Now, did, are you saying this whole area is lit up by these torches? Yes. 
Now, with the torch kind of taken down from the bottom and put on the floor, is there anything, like, different on the ceiling because the lights changed? No. Nothing's been revealed. It's just the same grey slate-like rock. Okay. Is there any other entrances or exits in that area? <clears throat> nope. You're enclosed with the only visible way out now being completely in... What's the word I'm looking for? Inaccessible to you. Tala picks up the torch and begins to wander the circumference of the room. That's in that one. That's nothing. She does one, two, three, four, five, six, seven laps before coming back to all of you and just dropping the torch in frustration. This look of confusion, misunderstanding, inept intelligence just washed across her face as she struggles using every ounce of like imaginable logic she can think of to try and piece together a possible solution. Kala's just unable to to come up with an answer. May I try something, DM? Of course you can. I am going to advise Kala to stay with the rest of the party and I'm going to do the same as her without a torch. Okay. Without light, just using my dark vision, just walking around to see if I can see any entrances or any doors not being near light. Okay. So I will do the same amount of laps as Kala did and, and everyone else apart from Kala will see what I'm doing. Roll an investigation check for me. Okay, okay, let me just go up. Investigation, yeah? Yeah. Five. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> uh, What's that pose for? <laughs> no, I'm trying to... F you're... Oh, wait, did I know? Oh, oh, hold, 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 hold. Hold on. I know what you're going to say. Hold on. Hold on. A month me, off, I, and you still haven't done it. <laughs> no, I have. I just completely fucking forgot. Right, 17. Okay. Okay. I have, but there's, there's certain ones that I forget that I've not added on to, and I've added okay. it onto the bulk. It's just certain, okay. certain rules I don't do. Um, 17. <laughs> First lap, you see nothing. Second lap, you see nothing. Your focus intensifying with every lap. You're straining to hear something. You're focusing on what you can feel under your feet, what you can smell, what you can see. On the fifth lap, as you reach, if you imagine the room like a clock face right now, you guys are at the six o'clock position. As you reach the 12 o'clock position, there is a, there is a, what you almost dismiss as nothing, but there is a flicker out of the edge of your peripheral vision. 
you turn your head and get so close to the rock that you're pretty much nose to nose. But there is the breadth of a hair. Just this line, vertical line in the rock. Seeing that, I would call only only Zeran to come over. So at least Adrian's with the rest of the party. So I, I'm beckoning, obviously because I know Zeran can see me here. Elera's beckoning Zeran to come over to her. And she's uh, going to describe this thing to Zeran, what she's seen. If, despite Zeran still seeing it, she's going to sort of point at it. Yeah, he'll, he'll come over. Oh, I wish you would have called me over. <laughs> I mean, nothing's stopping you from coming over, Mel, dear. Just Bowser, as long as someone's you, there with the group. Do you follow, uh, follow Zaren? I'm going to say that I have been watching Alara going around in circles and then stop and then at a section of the wall and I'm going to go over and see what's up. Okay. Zaren and Meldir, what do you do once you join Alara? What is it, girl? What'd you find? First lap. This wasn't here in... Ah, oh, for God's immersion break match! <laughs> I was Dirty. in a fucking roll! <laughs> Dirty 20 on investigation. I was going to say, that wasn't there on my first couple of laps. Zarin, it takes you a little bit to see it. You have to squint quite a lot, but you do pick up on it. And it is from floor to about six feet tall. And then goes across by about three feet and then back down. But it is literally the breadth of a hair. We attack. Push. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. And so I was, I was just hilarious generally asking. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I actually get to use this. But first, I'm going to do an investigation on it as well. You potentially get to use this. Remember, this is hell. This is purgatory. 24. 24 on investigation. You see exactly what Zyron and Alara have seen. So it's essentially in the shape of a six foot door. Pretty much. I'm casting knock. Okay. Choose an object that you can see within range. The object can be a door, box, chest, or a set of manacles, or a padlock, or another object that contains a mundane or magical means to prevent access. A target that is held shut by a mundane lock that is uh, stuck or barred becomes unlocked, unstuck, or unbarred. If the object has multiple locks, only one of them is unlocked. If you choose a target that is held shut with arcane lock, uh, the spell is suppressed for 50, uh, for 10 minutes during which time the target can be opened and shut normally when you cast a spell a loud knock audible from as far away as 300 feet emanates from the target object so you all hear that echoing reverberation 
of the knock spell activate. Anon, Zadrian, and Kala. Yeah. The torch that still sits at your feet after Kala dropped it. You watch it fizzle and die. Meldir, you do lose the spell slot. Oh, it's not spell slots. Two charges off my uh, staff. Okay, it's just, it says second level there. I wasn't sure if it was, uh, if it was a spell slot or if you were using your. Uh, yeah, I'm your using staff. the staff. Okay. I'm just imagining the DM going, "Yeah, damn, home Bruce." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 it's, like, it's, it's an actual item. It, yeah, it's it's an actual item. It's just it, it literally just says second level. So I thought he'd expanded the spell slots, so it's fine. Um, but yeah. So, Darren, are we safe to push? What was that mayhem? Potentially use it? <laughs> you know, gotta sow the seeds of night somehow, asshole. <laughs> so, hey, there it goes hey, to... just because it worked the first time doesn't mean it'll work on uh, consecutive turns, okay? Now I have multiple means in case. <laughs> so, Zarin Luke, sorry. Alara looks to her left and looks to her right at Meldir and Zarin and goes Knock, do we open, do we push? Let's uh let's try pushing. After you. Meldir's gonna place his hand on the wall and just push. Are you the only one that does? Anyone well, else in the join? I did say after you, but then again, if Meldir's just touching that, I get. I'll help. You're helping? Zarin? Yeah. I mean, Zarin has a plus five to strength, so he's good. <laughs> well, I'm about to teach you why a plus five to strength doesn't always help you, Zarin. As soon as you lay, all three of you lay your hands on that, on that rock, you get repelled ten feet backwards. Any damage? No damage. I'm not that cruel. Jesus, fuck. Yeah, because as soon as Mildred gets pushed back, he does the Iron Man land and <laughs> scoots back. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that Zarin got pushed back. Anon, you look down at the torch and it's reignited. Well, that didn't last long. Wait a minute, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're going to see Meldir kind of stand up after that initial shock and just kind of think. There's seven in the party right now, right? Anon, Eleta, Meldir, Kala, Zarin, Zadrian, there's six. Okay, so six of us, six torches. He's going to kind of hold his finger up to his nose, thinking just a moment. Then he's going to snap his finger. I need everyone to come over here and touch this portion of the wall we just touched, please. Quick question, DM. Mm-hmm. Is there any mice in this area? No. You're the only creatures uh, in the perceivable space. I'm surprised you're not getting the reference there. No. 
and he maced the Thor at the door. Oh, for God's oh, sake. Fuck off. <laughs> Mildred immediately picks up a lair and throws her. Can I, can, I, can I cast Find Familiar? No. No, you fucking can't. <laughs> I sur I, I'm honestly surprised that now you got that till I said throw it at a door. <laughs> you know what, Ilera, that reference, that wouldn't have taken any effect because you're not a fucking blue dragonborn, okay? <laughs> I guess I'll throw it at Presentation? That, 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 you cannot do that. No, that, that's outside of the realms of Prestidigitation, dumbass. <laughs> So I want to make you proud of that callback reference, Mr. Uh, Mr. Zaris. Anon <laughs> has disguised self. <laughs> Somewhere off in the distance, will you hear the words "taco"? <laughs> that shit. That shit bag. That's both of them. Nice try. <laughs> uh huh. Well, it's mainly shit bag. Any who the rest of the party join us to touch this magical door slash wall slash thing. Touch the bat. Kala I guess. Over, yeah. Does the torch follow her? I guess. Does the torch follow her? It's not a dog. <laughs> no, the torch In the sense of the, the torch fizzled out, but then it reignited after uh -huh. we got pushed back. So if that light comes towards us, there's a chance that the door ain't gonna work. That's why I'm checking if the light sort of fizzled out as... like That's why I was asking if the torch followed. And the rest of the party no, came to. The torch did not follow. It's still lying on the ground where your parties were standing before they made their way over. Bad torch, stay. <laughs> dark, dark, follow the darkness. Don't follow the light. I'm, I'm thinking here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Miller's going to have his hands and kind of a gather around, folks. Gather around. On three, I need us all to touch the door, or the wall, or the hole, or whatever the flying hell it is. The One, two, three. Saren! <laughs> as soon as all six of you place your hands on the rock, you all get repelled back 20 feet this time. Uh, okay, I'm... Damn it! I'm, ca I'm I'm casting dispel magic. <laughs> there better be was... more fucking doors in this. You plane. know, you know, guys. There's the 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 solution to this is so simple. Like I already have the solution. I'm Fuck just it, annoyed. <laughs> blast. Two beams of elders blast on that door. <laughs> Nothing. And. As for, I, as for I, the dispel magic, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your dispel magic. Am I, I gonna just have to walk? I just walk. Where? <laughs> <laughs> forward. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, you can just walk forward right into the wall, get bounced back ten feet. God damn it. The answer is so simple. Guess the answer then, Mr. D. No, you need to fucking <laughs> use your brains. <laughs> Is there any mouse folk around? I only have mouse folk. No, but there's I... an orc butcher on her way to come in and kick your fucking ass. <laughs> I only have so many charges in my staff, I'm not going to use them all to cast knock repeatedly. <laughs> now, at this point, I would 
be tempted to summon Onri, but I don't trust summoning Onri because of the light and the flames. So, so Alera's gonna look towards Nat twenty on a history track with Adrian. Does he remember this area? Oh fuck! <laughs> to Nat twenty, it's the best possible outcome. However, what's possible in purgatory is not in linear. <laughs> uh, how do I give a best possible situation without being a fucking asshole? Uh, that's the thing, mayhem. I'm pretty sure you're oh, just gonna be an asshole. Don't worry, mayhem. You'll be an asshole, uh, asshole regardless. Oh yeah, always on, mate. Don't worry about it. I'm used to it. I've been called it many a time by all of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zadrian best possible situation is you hmm you know that purgatory is sporadic it's chaos it, it's wild magic sorcery put into physical terrain it's never the same it's never there's no set pattern. There's no formula. There's no, there's no, uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for here? There's no routine. It's not like the same areas pop up in different places. There's no predictability to it. But what hits you is the text. As simple as it fucking sounded. The text that you saw before you entered the space, the light consumes. You hearken back. Are you sure it was translated properly? Hearkening back to looking at the, the inscription, there's something that hits you and you're not 100% confident that it was spelled correctly. You're not per, you're not confident it was written out correctly. You're now starting to wonder whether the light consumes may have initially been intended to say consume the light. So we're to eat it. I have no resistances to fire damage. And I didn't bring any acids. Sorry, right. you can you can handle a little bit of Mexican food. Zarin really. goes over, picks up the torch, and attempts to eat the flame. <laughs> For fuck's sake. That's a semi-double. Okay. <laughs> Uh, where did I put my session notes? Where the hell did I put my session notes? Ah, there you are. Okay. So. <coughs> un. Do. Twa. And cat. And Zaris is about to take a shit ton of damage. That's my spicy meatball. Now, re-clarify, this is Zadrian, right? 
No, Zarin. Zarin? Okay. Zarin takes 17 points of fire damage. So half of that. Eight. Okay. However, I'm going to let you have creative freedom over how you consume this fire. The end result will be the same, but I'm going to let you describe what Zarin does. Well, Zarin is not Zarin is not a smart smart man, so he just reaches with his hand, grabs the fire, and then puts it in his mouth and starts to chew like it's chewing gum. Okay. Oh, for God's sake. It's uh it's the spiciest chewing gum that Zarin's had in a while, but after it's been consumed, he looks down at his left hand and there is a gentle warming glow emitting from his palm. Okay, so Zarin will walk over to the wall with glowing hand and touch. You do not get repelled, but the visibility of the doorway is now slightly increased. Okay, um, uh, Zadrian casts Daylight. And he can do so without a spell slot. Okay. So, I'm going to cast Daylight. I now have a giant sun following me. Okay. Oh, for God's sake. You have just lit up this entire space as if it is summertime midday. Midday sun. Okay. With Zadrian me. walks closer to the wall to see if it does anything. No. Okay. So... Alara looks to you, Zarin. And Adrian, we all need to find a way to absorb this torch things. I was going before uh, before I move on. I'm gonna learn from my lesson and ask: Did you expend a, a spell slot to cast daylight? No, I use the celestial legacy. It allows me to cast it without a spell slot. Awesome. Okay, that way you do not <clears throat> you do not lose the spell slot. Okay, brilliant. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to dispel daylight because that didn't work. Zadrian is going to go over and eat fire. And he's also resistant to fire. Okay. Then what number, so what, I, it, what number I read out is, is the damage that you will take already have. Okay. Three points. Okay. So, Zadrian follows Zarin to the wall and touches the wall with glowing hand. Again, the visibility of the the border of the door becomes more visible. Okay, we're all gonna have to absorb this. Uh, Meldir reluctantly goes over to a torch. I go over with, with you, uh, Meldir, because there's something I'd like to try with a twist this time. Since we're, not really, since we're not really fire resistant, I want to try something with you, Meldir. He's going to stand there and just look at the torch. Kind of like with Alara, a slight disgusted look. Elera's going to sort of quickly, quickly sort of grab his hand with a torch and... The, the torch that you're holding, Meldir, she's going to aim towards her. And then Alara's going to pick up the <clears> torch <throat> and aim it towards you. 
So you're crossing. What the fuck is this? The fuck yeah. is this? In the tramp? No, in the sense of they ate the fire. What if we just burnt ourselves? Have you so, gone mad? Are you saying this as Melder or saying this as you, Overkill? I'm saying it as both. <laughs> <laughs> what if we don't have to ingest it? What if we just have to damage ourselves with it? The correct line of text was consume, not emblazon. You can consume <laughs> things via multiple methods, Maldir. However, taking a inspirational leaf out of Zarin and Zadrian's books, uh, Kala goes off, uh, goes towards one of the, uh, <coughs> towards one of the torches, does not attempt to rip it off, but you all watch her study her hand. And you, you notice that for a moment she's glancing at her wrist and you notice that she's looking at this somewhat dirtied now um, brass bracelet that's on her on her right wrist before she just clenches her fist. And it almost looks like she's saying a silent prayer before turning away to the left almost entirely in... Lara and Meldir's direction to where she's got <laughs> almost got her back to the to the torch and just says, "Well, here goes nothing." And you just watch as her heart arm extends, and she puts her closed fist in the flame. She takes thirteen points of fire damage as the flame uh, is consumed by her hand. I've actually got a weird type question. Uh-huh. Mayhem. And I I'm gonna have to DM it here. Oh. Cause it's 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 got me mixed here. Okay. No. Bugger! <laughs> uh, Ilara, Ilara, I will explain why after the session. No, that, that's absolutely fine. Uh, so, uh, uh, Ilara's shadow actually comes out at this point. Pin, like, holds Ilara steady. And uh, as, as a case of, like, a kind of, was it free fall you call it? Gentle fall? Trust fall? Trust fall. Trust fall, yeah. And Ilara's going to grab the torture holding mail there. And Alara is just going to lift up her, her sort of vest or armor sort of vest, and she is just going to take that flame and just burn it on her, on her stomach slash chest. Okay. <clears throat> you're holding, you're holding it, you're holding it to pinpoint it, Mel dear, and Alara is pulling it in with the force. Fourteen points of fire damage, Alara. That is okay. Good God, Alara. Ay ay ay. Upon seeing what Kala had just done, in a hesitant but not as graceful manner, 
You're going to see Mildred just put a finger into the fire. It's his finger. <laughs> 13 points of fire damage, Meldir. Add on. Yes. You're up, darling. I am. Um, Anon rummages in her pack. <laughs> oh Is it time for a picnic in hell? <laughs> Absolutely. Picnic? Now, <laughs> the roads were consuming, right? <laughs> oh, I'm, God, sorry. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anon, can you repeat that, please? The words were consuming. Right. Consume the light. Yeah. So Alan brings out a candle. Technicality. And as she places the candle, she lights the candle via the fire. Candle doesn't catch. Candle does not catch. Nope. No. Bollocks. <laughs> I will applaud. I will applaud your uh, your attempt, though, and I'll reward you with a hundred gold coin. A uh, hundred gold. <laughs> that was that was some fucking out of the box. That was like that was borderline stoner logic right there. But I was going to consume the fire by lighting a candle and using it. Yeah, that was some borderline uh, stoner logic, but does not fit within the parameters of the the consumption. That I wouldn't say stoner logic because I wouldn't have thought of that if I was stoned off my ass, but if I was drunk off my ass, I probably would have thought of that. Man, you missed an ideal reference there. What did I miss, Rob? Perfect reference there. What did I, I don't miss? ever played this, but anyone that has played Armored Core will nope. know the reference Feed the Fire. No, nope, never played it. Damn you all! <laughs> never played it. Damn. <laughs> and on, what do you do? Just lick it. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh. I did. I looked at fire and I'm fine. Consume me. Consume the fire now. Consume the fire now. <laughs> Eat the I fire. I see a prominent hand in the fire. Fourteen points of fire damage. Hey, look, Can't guys! Say. Hey, look, guys! A damage, a dealt damage to the rogue. <laughs> it only took you. Oh, I don't know how many fucking years. I know, right? <laughs> Three chapters and a couple EPs. But it doesn't fucking work. It does. Just like everybody else who has uh, used their bodies to consume consume the fire, your hand is now glowing. I was half expecting. I was half expecting the Zaris twins to either touch their asses or <laughs> sit on it. <laughs> Our ass is on fire! Shit in the door! It's a dry heat. <laughs> I was in Venora. I got. I was in Venora. Got to burn off the fucking moss. Just wait till they fart. Now that they've ate the fire. <laughs> oh, God, flames of retribution. That's why. Are Zaris and J Zadrian codenamed Station? Uh, Some of you will get the reference. I don't get Some that of reference. You won't. 
Bill and Ted. Oh, okay. So, those who have consumed the fire and are not standing at the door, what are you doing? I'm heading over to the door. Okay. Pulling, pulling my vest down. I'm limping to the door. <laughs> You're limping, limping to the door. You hurt your finger. You're limping. <laughs> I burnt my fucking chest. <laughs> God, these ASMR. You just, they just don't. They just don't make them the way they used to these days. You know what they are? They're football players. They get tapped their shoulder. Oh my leg! <laughs> oh my leg! <laughs> I know. So Alara puts her vest down. She goes towards the door. Okay. Are you following suit and laying your hand on the rock? <clears throat> only when everyone does. Uh, we're only going to do it at the same time, aren't we? So. Well, Zadrian and Zaren already have their hands on the rock. Then I put my, put my hand on. Did you? Okay. I begrudgingly put my hat on. Kyla follows suit, and as soon as everybody's hand is on the on the rock, yeah. the seam that acts as the doorway begins to emit just a slither of light through it which begins to grow and intensify until you hear the sounds of crumbling and cracking and the stone from top of the door downwards begins to crack and crumble exposing a doorway and the room that is behind you is consumed by darkness Zarin accidentally casts a uh, gust of wind at will and then lets out a spicy fart. <laughs> You're an ass. Uh huh. Well done, guys. Well done. What I thought was a really simple challenge for you, yet you went way off base with the possible solutions. I ain't oh, fire. You <laughs> No, what I did, what I did was I overestimated your intelligence. <laughs> give me fuel, give me fire, give me that trans desire. Open the door, open the door, open the door, open the door. It fire. has been a month since I've used my intelligence, so there's that. <laughs> what intelligence, Cyrus? What intelligence? Well, he's got 20 years of D&D experience. You think that he would have learned how to solve a simple puzzle through that? Any hootie. I've been on break, okay? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know what you've been doing. Just because you've lost certain supplies doesn't mean you should lose your intelligence in d and I don't know. All the blood flows <laughs> went to a different place now. That's what it seems like. I'm so proud of you. I'm so fucking proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that actually put a smile on my face. <laughs> so... And then the realizing, realization hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As the doorway crumbles and the exit from this uh, encounter, as we'll call it, it becomes visible. Uh, what does? No, I said the exit becomes visible. Uh, I will say that Zarin or Zadrian Go ahead and go ahead and give me an insight check. Just a general insight check. Uh, twenty-five. Cool. Cool. As everybody is taking stock of what's just happened, you stand there and rack your brain 
and it becomes clear to you that despite the fact that time <coughs> works drastically differently down here there is a fatigue and a weariness that is setting into your party mainly within Kala and whether it be through leading legions of demons across battlefields through the plains of hell you know yourself you know very very well you're only as fast as your slowest link you've been traveling for the equivalent of one day on the material plane and Kala's fatigue is reflective of that she is exhausted she is hungry she is sore she is emotionally psychologically and physically tired she looks as though if she was to continue traveling any further she would probably pass out after another four five hours it's probably within your best bet to establish some sort of a camp here I burned my finger. <laughs> wow. You need a long rest because you hurt your finger? Oh, I ain't fire! My tum tum feels you warm. Wait, uh, I burnt my <laughs> fucking chest. My head has been compressed where I'm still fucking feeling pain from that. So, fucking finger, man up, you fucking magical fairy! <laughs> <laughs> magical fairy. Wow. You make you, you make Tony's fairy barbarian look tougher than you if you burn your finger. Technically he is! <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Mail Dear. Uh-huh, you're you're probably gonna get your ass beat. <laughs> oh, I don't hate that. <laughs> it's worth it for the lulls. Um I get, yeah, we'll set up camp and then Zadrian will start pulling out the um, the pouch that has all the food in it and then start cooking something up. Cool. So, as you as you all contri uh, contribute towards setting up this uh, temporary camp, after you all begin to settle down <coughs> and eat whatever food it is that Zarin and Zadrian have prepared for you all. Uh, a general look around this this little uh, resting space would show that Kala's body language is distant. She is... She's turned slightly to the side and she is very much closed off very cold body language uninviting just head down and taking long periods of time where she's just stick sorry staring at whatever food is in front of her before she takes a mouthful she's distant almost to the point of disassociation
You know, if we stick together, it would be warmer. We're in At hell. Can't get any warmer than this. <clears throat> At least the adventure will have to stay a watch, but Kyla, you need to rest. You look like you're running on fumes. Just a very uh, vacant, vacant expression painted across her face. Eventually, eventually the silence breaks. She doesn't <coughs> move. She doesn't turn her head to address any of you. She just... All you hear her say is... I never wanted any of this. Then why did you want to come down with us? Knowing where we were going. You made that choice. Y'all... Choose. You do. That sense of pride. Sense of adventure, a story. Why did you come down knowing what we're doing? Sarah said it yourself at the, at, at the Verdorian summit that we were to go down to hell. And it was not going to be an easy job. It was going to fucking destroy us. We could be down here 2010, 25, who knows how many years. Weeks, months. He said it is going to change us. Not alone. Trust me, thinking you're alone, you're not. Causes you to act irrationally. You to make choices that aren't right. Why join us? Because when history writes itself and our names go down in legend and our, the story of everything that we're trying to prevent becomes spoken to generations ahead of us. Had I done nothing, had I stayed, had I had I not played my part, had I not played the part I felt was expected of me, it would be a story of <coughs> cowardice and betrayal and failure. Look at, look at the way Vardor has changed. Look at how all of you, and it's at this point that she looks to Zadrian, Zarin, Elera, and Anon. Look at how all of you come from a part of the world where you're considered the majority. And Meldir and I we're the minority. We're the we are the few amongst the many. A hundred years ago, we would have all been on equal footing. We would all have been the majority. We would all have been one and the same. 
there wouldn't have been no insiders there wouldn't have been outsiders there would have just been us because we lived in a system of alliances and relationships across groups of people and now the people that depend on me and the people that depend on Meldir are the last of those. We're the last of the tribals. We're the last of the the old ways. We're the last of the the system that has been left behind. I don't know whether you guys can see it, but there is a resentment for 95% of Vardor within the tribal planes amongst my people of resentment that I have tried to stamp out I have tried to weed out I have tried to eradicate I have tried to show my people that living in the past is going to leave us behind in terms of our integration and our our relationship with the rest of the world What do you want to die knowing that you did? I don't want to die at all. We'll die. All, what do you want to be lying <clears throat> in your deathbed or dying in battle knowing that you achieved? I want... I want to know that I did my part. I want to know that <laughs> those that come ahead of me those that are born after I pass can hear about where I came from and what I stood for and look at it as a source of pride that the Vardor that existed a century ago still prevails, still exists and is still something to be cherished not something to look at as an outdated concept or an outdated societal construct. I have no resentment towards the monarchy. I have no resentment to the work that you, Maldir, put in to bring Vardor into what it is today. It's obvious that after the war, we couldn't retain the system that created the concept uh, created the the building blocks of what inevitably became the conflict change needed to happen my my father knew that my grandfather knew that my grandmother knew that my grandmother fought to see the continuance of the way of life that she loved more than anything, more than anyone. She looks to you, Maldir, and says, My grandmother valued people more than things. If the land around her had burned to cinders, so long as one person still breathed, she would have counted it as a victory. But if everybody around here had fallen and the landscape was still lush and green then there was no one there to enjoy it 
and there was no one there to benefit from it. I just want to know that if we win, if we if we if we hold off this this attack, if we hold off this war, if we if we stop this coming force and we see the deceiver rid of this world and subdued or subjugated or banished or destroyed being the more the, the most unlikely because how do you how do you destroy a member of the pantheon but if we if we succeed at whatever it is that we are trying to succeed at I could die happy knowing that the way of life that has been at the forefront of the desires of all of my predecessors and at the forefront of the hearts of all the people that I represent will still be there when the dust settles. Before your <clears throat> father passed away, You were very different. You liked coming out with us. You liked going places. What wishes would that little girl have? Were she not in charge? That little girl had never seen the outside of her village, Elara. That little girl had no idea what the walls of Armdale looked like. Had no idea what the sound of a bustling metropolis of a city sounded like. Had no idea what food outside of spit roasted meat and charred vegetables and herbs and basic foraged berries and fungus and other readily available natural food that could be gathered easily was like I knew nothing of the I knew nothing of the more refined things in life. I knew nothing of... I knew nothing of the corruptions of the world. I knew nothing of the... Of the horrors of... Loss and... The... The crushing weight of politics. I'm gonna stop you there, Kala. Like the old... Zaris to do to me when he was one being and I would expect him to, if he was still around to to me the way I'm about to speak to you I'm not going to sugarcoat things Kala <clears throat> I'm not going to say that we have a very good chance of stopping something to see that we have a chance of legioning armies my deities Champions and troops joining me in battle, and Anon's wolves troops joining, and the Ice Queen and Costaches troops joining. I ain't gonna say that because, to be honest, we don't know the fucking outcome. And I'm gonna tell you now, it's gonna get harder, and we're going to lose a lot of people. Like you, I wanted to make a name for myself. Be, be known, do what I thought was right, or... No, then it turned out to be a fucking psychopathic murderer. You get a name for yourself, that fame does not help. But... 
thinking only one thing's going to happen is going to cause you to act irrationally. Kala, when I thought I was defeated, I tore myself in two. I let my bad side out. I caused havoc. I tortured people. I did things I never wanted anyone to see. And that was only because I felt I was alone. I felt like I needed to prove myself. I felt like that was the last option. You do shit like that, you fuck up, you slip up, and then you have to live with your choices you made. And at the end of the day, were they really choices you made or were they choices for other people? You do your fights, you do your battles, and who benefits? Or grunts, who really benefits from our fight? Tell you now, royalty, you can tell you up higher ups. Do you see Alfred in the battle? No, Alfred's not going to fight in the fucking battle. It's going to be us on the front lines with the Deceiver, with Salathir, all their fucking mutated legions. And I believe we all will possibly die. Which what is why I you, ask. What makes you think that? <laughs> do you, um, what makes you think what makes that? makes me think that? What makes you think that Alfred's not bad enough to stand on the battlefield? He's a leader. You ask. A leader fights with his people. Don't they? Why do I? think that and some don't alfred seems to be a leader who tries to live in his values and inspires his people to live by them he is not one for leading them through hard times he is a sovereign made to lead in peace and prosperity. Kala, he does lead in battle, admirable as it will be, he probably will not leave it alive. Kala, I have a very, we have a very good associate. And I'll I'm going to tell you now. Yes. I know you know parts of it, but he is, sorry, was a member of the Concordia Draconica. An entity, a, a, a dragon, a, a shapeshifter, whatever you call it. He has been here decades for hundreds and hundreds of years out of all the rulers Alfred's never fought a battle Alfred's never led the charge he's not seen combat and I trust Knavros' word on this not fit for combat he goes down there I guarantee you he's one of the first of many of hundreds of thousands of people we will lose which is why i have asked you at the very beginning kala 
What do you want to die knowing that you achieved? Something for a for a, a greater good? Something for royalty that benefits? Or something that you wish? What do you want in life? What do you want to die knowing that you succeeded at? Is it royalty? Is it answering to someone higher up? Or is it living your life? Because I can tell you now, I never had that luxury. Zaris never had that luxury. Anon never had that luxury. And I don't know about Meldir, but he had to plane shift from other places. For safety. We are just hunters. We are always on the run, answering to someone higher up. We don't get that choice to rest. So I ask one more time, Kala, what do you want to die knowing that you did? Lived your life or answered to someone else? Because if I had your chance, I would dive for it. This ain't gonna be easy. And you came here knowing fine, damn well, it wouldn't be easy. We're not doing this to be a legacy. We're not doing this to be famous. We're just doing this because we want to live in fucking peace. If we die in the process, if I die, I can rest. <laughs> and the disemboweler and Alera are no more. So do what you wish to do. Not for the not for the benefit of others. Live your You only have one back. You only have one life. Live. Don't waste it being a pawn. Live for the benefit of others, you say. Is that what you truly wish? You're telling me you had no dreams, no goals. Hilary, I met. Hilary, you and I are very, very different people. I was content. I still am content with a simple life. I didn't want to take up my father's position. I knew it would happen, but I didn't want it. But you have to acknowledge that you can't go through life without having to do things that you don't want to do. I, I know that. I always thought myself inept and incapable of leading people. I never saw Anyone? myself as the one that people would answer to. But here I am, I'm, I'm in hell with five people who exude this energy of leadership. Zarin and Zadrian are literally commanders, generals, as you refer to them. Meldir leads an entire populace and has transported that populace through countless places and worlds, keeping them safe. Anon leads through logic and 
an attentiveness that cuts through the smoke. And you, you lead through your heart. You lead through your desire for everyone to draw breath at the rise of the next sun. You draw a desire into your mind for everyone to see tomorrow. And you use that to lead people. You have something we don't have, though. Up in the plains. You have a chance to change traditions. A ruler of that bit, of that piece of the world, you rule that. The answer to you, you can change that. And I'm sure your father would want you to lead it as you saw fit. If you were here right now, seeing what you're going through, seeing what you're doing with us, please don't. Seeing what you're trying to achieve, what please. would he say? Please. Would he want you to be happy? Please, Alara, don't. The great Zaris did the same thing to me to make me see sense, and I'm doing. I'm pass. I'm doing the favor, passing on what he passed on to me. Because if you if these, if these questions go answered, if these thoughts don't cross your mind. Running ain't gonna help you. Running doesn't help. And then Alara's in that conversation before Kala responds, she will look over towards Zadrian and Zarin. I didn't mean to bring your past through the mud there, but who you were before helped me in more ways than I can comprehend and that I can even word. And I just hope that who you used to be would somewhat be happy or would understand why I'm speaking to Kala's that way it's the way you spoke to me in the past and she'll look back to Kala rest I nominate myself to be one of the first to go in the watch I would ask if you Meldir and Zeren would be in the first watch with me there's no way I'm there's no way only one person is keeping watch. I hurt my finger. Well, dear, come on. <laughs> That's that you've heard of the, the Achilles heel. It's the Melder finger now. <laughs> also, I'm still here. I'm not dead. You know, Zerus just split into two people. Like, yeah, no, no, no. It's the case of like, so are, are you saying that in person? Or are you saying that just now? Like, are you no, saying I'm that just, out of session or in session? I'm saying it out of session. Like, the fact that, like, we're putting Zerus as, like, a third perspective of, like, he's I, just, like, I would, dead. Hope, <laughs> I would hope that the both of you would understand why I said your name and spoke of you that way, because it was both of your efforts that helped Alera a lot. Oh, so yeah. Alera was sort of doing as... I mean, she doesn't see you as dead. She sees you both as who you truly are, truly are as free. But that whole Zaris was a cage for both of you. So she's doing that sort of cage, some sort of pass on, sort of bit of advice. Because Zadrian, you're more nicer. Zarin, you're more aggressive. 
but when you were when you were Zarish, you were forceful, but you were firm and fair. You were understanding, but also sometimes confusing and whatnot. So you were both of you combined there. You had the reasoning. So Alera was doing the because when Alera had split, no, sorry, before she split, we had that outburst, and then there was a ritual. Then you're protected from Alera and the disembarrowed. Then there was when the split happened. And yet, Zara's had such a mindset of, okay, I understand what you're doing, but focus on this. If you don't focus on that, this happens. Do what you do what you want, but you've got actions have consequences. So Alera was doing that as, well, Zara's had helped me a lot through that one. I'm actually going to show how much I appreciate it, and I'm going to try and help someone else out the same way he helped me, and Anon as well. So that was the whole point of Alera doing that. So. It sounds like she was saying goodbye as a funeral sense, but that's really not what I was trying to convey, and I, I apologize if it came across that way. So she'll no, look back I, towards... No, 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 no. Zaris is dead. Zarin is over there picking his nose. So Don't tell Zarin what to do! Just because he shit fucking, like, spicy shit a few minutes ago, doesn't mean that he's over there picking his fucking nose. Rude. Want to bat about so, that? <laughs> so Alara is going to look at Melvier and Zarin as like, can we do the first watch and let them rest? Hello, dear. I'm going to say this <laughs> real quick. Um, your lineage is that of some of the greatest leaders that have graced the shores of Vardor in the last hundred years. To think that you're never ever going to stand up to that should be the furthest thing from your mind. It took me centuries to become even remotely close to being a good leader. And to second guess yourself on that would Send your, and I know this for a fact, it would send your grandmother into a tizzy. Do not ever second guess yourself. Do not think that the littlest that you do is not going to amount to anything. Because even the smallest changes can cause the biggest ripples. Can someone please get me a bandage for my finger? Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I already had the title for this session picked out. I'm genuinely debating changing it to I Hurt My Finger. Valera <laughs> <laughs> uh, will go into her bag and just get some sort of like... thing, bit of cloth or whatever in her bag and get it wrapped around his finger. And Valera will say again for the third time. Meldir, Zarin, and Theophas take the first watch. I burn, he burn, but okay. <clears throat> Zarin just grunts. <laughs> and, and Good job, eight. <laughs> also, can I add something just in case it gets too late? Yeah. Yeah. When the others rest, I'd like to have a sort of private chat with Meldir and Zarin. Is it about the thing that you DM'd me at the start of the session? Kind of. Okay, then. 
But so, it's, uh, it's just to say, if like, if, if at one point I can have a conversation, not saying now, not saying the start of thingy, but it's just like to sort of run something by them. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you all begin you- to bed down for the night, trying to get yourselves comfortable on this unforgiving solid rock that lays beneath you. Meldir, Zarin, and Alara. To kickstart your, your watch, uh, I'd like each of you to roll a perception check. Twenty-three. Okay, duck. Nine. I see. Oof. I'm gonna I'm stick with my passive of twenty-three because I'm afraid to roll right now. <laughs> wait, okay. Wait, we could have used we could use our passive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can do if you want to. Uh, that's twelve then. Twelve. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> so much better, but it's 30, like... it's thirty-three percent better than what you rolled. Okay, so you know it's a little bit better. Uh. <clears throat> Meldir and Zarin mainly because the two of you have been through hell before you've been through purgatory before you guys are laser focused trying to not only watch from where you came but also taking turns on uh, holding your attention down the the pathway that has been created uh, by the crumbling of that of the rock uh, from earlier Ilara, there are times where you space out. There are times where you you disassociate almost completely to the point where your attention snaps back and you're not sure how long it's been, but you remember that you wanted to discuss something with the the two party members that you're on watch with. Mm. So, in the remaining minutes of the session, the floor is yours. Guys, no, I will not rub Sav on your chest. No, like seriously, guys. <clears throat> when we last saw Salith here in that godforsaken area, we knew that the Commandant shape shifted or changed her face back into Ilya. And then Ilya is a commandant. I need to find a connection to her in a private chat. I need to speak with her. I need... Call it a change of heart, call it a... Psychotic move. We need to save her. We need to save her from the Seaver's clutches because I, I for once, do not believe <clears throat> that she had a choice in working with the Deceiver. Look, look what, look what tried to do me when I got briefly controlled or stopped things from being said. I never consented to that and yet I was still affected. What if Ilya is just a pawn has been controlled? And the reason I don't ask Zadrian this is because Meldir, your 
your sort of the angel. They're in your sort of more my aggressive side. But if we convert, if we alter, if we free Elia, I know I, I, I knew I wanted her dead. I know Adam wants her dead. I know that. But if we can get Ilya on our side, somehow by some altering magic or by some godly power, if we get Ilya on our side, that damages the deceiver. And she's, she has knowledge, vast knowledge on the deceiver. Maybe it was wrong of me to hate her so soon. Maybe it's wrong for me to hate her now. But if we... I hope you guys can understand my reasoning as to... If we save her. If we bring her to some peace. That's a massive dent to the deceiver. Think about it. Think about it. We somehow get her on our side. Your allegiance, male dear. Kostashi's legions, Viola's legions, my Raven Queen's legions. We have a higher ratio. Alara, you're essentially trying to push back the ocean. What you're asking of is nearly impossible. But when's impossible odds stopped us before, Mel? We're in fucking hell. I've been to my my deities plane when I went on trial. I have met deities I never thought I'd ever imagine. I've had conversations with all powerful deities, threatening them and somehow coming out still alive. I've had every chance to be killed on this spot, and yet I'm not dead. We're not dead. What are our chances? Who, who cares about the... Who cares about the chances? Who cares about the odds? At the end of the day, we're the ones that are fighting. And this whole... When I was split... Yes, I saw the dis the disembarrowler side, yes, I saw the shadow side, but I wasn't there. I was in a sarcophagus. And the shadow fell. Watching. And that rejoining from my queen gave me more thought processes, gave me more to think about. And I even was going to try and save Ilya when we plane shifted. We've got to try something unrealistic. We've got to try something out of the bloom. Anything for a one up against that cunt. I don't expect you to 100% understand. I don't expect you to even understand why I'm thinking this process, but... You can surely see my thought process, my reasoning, right? Is it not something you would use back in your time when you were fighting down hills, Aaron? To be honest, I would have just killed her on the spot, but that's just me. Yeah, but think about it. The knowledge... Yes, magic comes at a price, but knowledge is power. 
You taught me that before my trial. You gotta understand something. I quite literally am the embodiment of death. Alera is at this moment is going to lift up her right hand. Just just the palm showing Azarin. Is this still an effect? No. Well then. When you were split, you still st when when you guys went to the way you originally were, you still stuck around. Yet you had every opportunity to go and do your own thing. And yet you stuck around. Now, if it, it was the great fury that told me in my trial, <laughs> actually made a deal. If I was to fail my trial, you would own my soul and whatnot. But you still stuck around. You didn't have to. You, you and your brother didn't have to, but yet you did. Knowing that we got some impossible odds. So with our impossible odds, what's holding you back to this one? You nothing is nothing is holding me back. It's the notion that things are simpler now. Would you rather Z Zadrian is the one who comes up with the plan. He is the one with the ideas. He is the smart one. He is the one. He is the brains. I am the brawn. Tell me, Zaren, if there is a way for you to die and stay dead for good, what do you want to know that you lived your life doing? What would you want to have achieved with your life that you would look back on your final moments and know, yeah, you know what? I'm proud that I did that. I never thought I had a chance of doing that. I thought that was, I thought those was impossible. But I was happy that I did that. If you want me to be honest, I wouldn't have asked you otherwise. <laughs> my greatest achievement will ha be having Salathirs and the Deceivers' heads on a spike. That is linked to mine as well. But the thing is, would you not rather cause a little bit more? I'm going to appeal to your old name. Your old name. Are you sure you wouldn't want to cause some fury before that? A little dent in his troops, a little chaos in his management. And then kidnap that management and have knowledge, more angles, more quicker, more brutal ways of killing that's more effective than the more conventional brutal ways. Zay, I want to stop you there, Alara. <laughs> if Zadrian tells me right now that that is a great idea, that what you are suggesting is to the betterment of both me and him, then that is what I am going to do. He is the one that I follow. 
because he is the one with the brains. I don't care regardless about the knowledge that she has. I don't care about any of that. What I care about quite literally is how much blood I can get on my sword at the end of the day. But there is only one other thing that tops that notion. One. That's it. And that is to keep Zadrian and the rest of you alive. That's it. My two most important things in my life is to keep Zadrian, my brother, alive, as well as you, as well as Anon, and everybody else here. And to cause as much death and put blood on my blade as I possibly can, because that is what the deity I worship demands. And if you must know, my deity is not my mother. Oh, it's, my, it's my father. It's what happened when we split. He worships my mother, I worship my father. And my father demands bloodshed. The more chaos I consume, the more death I impose in his name, the happier my life will be. And I'm so I'll but for now, but next camp. If yeah, next camp. I would like to speak to Zadrian about this too. I just I'm sure that Zadrian will agree to your proposition to certain it's not it's not about agreeing a certain degrees. It's not about it's not about coming out on top. It's not about being the best or being the worst. It's just doing something completely unthinkable. Something something unique. Something Just next campment, I'll 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 stay garbage, Adrian, and I'll talk to him about it. He would be the one to talk about this with. I will agree to that. I'm not the one to ask this question about. My entire purpose is to keep you guys safe and to shed blood. That's it. I am literally the embodiment of a sword. My brother is the shield. <laughs> and at this point, Alera is going to take out a cigarette because <laughs> she's having a fucking massive Nicky, uh, nicotine craving here. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's just going to spark up the spark up her cigarette. Offer one to Mel, dear. Offer one to uh, Zarin. 
Mildred's going to hold up his hand and then reach into his robe and pull out his pipe. Never want to go for the common meanings, you posh twat. And then she'll offer the cigarette to Zarin. I don't know if Zarin smokes, but... Zarin ain't stingy. He snatches the fucking cigarette and sticks it in his mouth. <laughs> My God, Stiefling, slow down. Do you know how much these things cost? They're fucking expensive. <laughs> yes, we got those, uh... We got Valoro cigarettes. Oh my gods. Because I used to smoke Marlboro. Um, I can't base on... Uh, what is this Marlboro you speak of? It's yeah. one of the places. What, so Valoro. Val, uh, we'll call it Valoro... Valoro Blue. <laughs> Valero Blue. Huh? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, Damn. moving on. We just on. went full redneck in this bitch. <laughs> moving on from the fucking made up naming of cigarette brands. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to end there for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking with us. Thank you very much for all the support that we got whilst we were on our little hiatus there. I had people asking if everything was okay. I had people asking. Uh, if there was reasons as to why things had uh, had stopped, uh, and I'm going to close this. I'm going to close out this uh, this session with a little message to someone who probably will never hear the session. Um, I would like to close out this session if I can find the email. Ah, yes. Uh, for those of you who don't who don't know or if you just listened to one of the very many episodes where i happen to have not have mentioned it uh duckies and dargons is affiliated with onlycrits.com we have been since before we started recording the vardorian conflict um they're a fantastic company they're a fantastic team they're a fantastic brand uh of products in the ttrpg space uh, i myself have been using uh, the Crimson Blood set of dice for most of the rolling tonight. Um, they are makers of dice trays, dice bags, uh, pre-written adventures for all levels um, and complexities and uh, player skill levels. So it, even if you're a brand new player, you can pick something up that is 100% accessible. Uh, I would like to close off this session by welcoming... Uh, her name is Tara. Uh, the new project manager at Only Crits. So, Tara, welcome to the Only Crits team. Uh, if you listen to this session, then um, it's a pleasure to to work with you. Uh, long may the relationship between Duckies and Dargons and OnlyCrits.com continue. We look forward to uh, talking with you, for, uh, hopefully multiple times in the future. Um, pleasure to have had you reach out and make your acquaintance i've felt that the the personal touch that you put forth in the correspondence was absolutely brilliant uh really made it feel like it wasn't just a copy and paste uh you know corporate to person message so welcome aboard tada hope your time at onlycrits.com is going absolutely splendidly um if you get a laugh at any of the content the duckies and dargons has put out there then I'll take that as another success. But ladies and gentlemen, we're we're going way over time here. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, come back with us next session uh, where we we see what other mysteries, dangers, and 
uh, trials and tribulations that the Purgatory Labyrinth has in store for our heroes. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, but above all else, do not take a one-month hiatus from recording with your friends, because... It says you! I had my no-no touch area squared. Tori, you got wet! Shut up! <laughs> yeah! Uh, you got a fine word in it! <laughs> you know don't what? burn your finger. Yeah, don't burn your finger. Don't listen to Tony. And, uh... Stay away see. from torches. We'll see. Yeah, stay away from torches. A really fucking simple puzzle that I put together, and it took them over an hour. <laughs> oh, I <ain't> fire! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is. And uh, keep rolling those dice.